Beautiful souls, welcome back to another episode of Universe The Game. 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 I'm your host, Nick Zai, and we're here today going into reincarnation. What is reincarnation all about? And it's actually really fascinating because I had two earlier episodes about Dr. Michael Newton's work and also the work of Dolores Cannon I haven't talked about yet, but you're going to see in this episode how they all come together, okay? In the Law of One, literally 200 plus times the word reincarnation, or was it incarnation? The word incarnation came up, okay? So there's a lot of material to cover, and I figured from a logical standpoint, once, okay, so let's let's take a look at how, how far we've been, and then we'll get into it, because it's a really, really good, uh, good show. It's going to be one of the best shows. And I can honestly say that yesterday's show was literally the best show I've ever done. Hands down. Okay. And um, honestly, I'm so excited to be here with you in this current space time. And as far as the show goes, we're going to reincarnation because we've already covered the densities. Now we understand, you know, how the densities play out. You know, first through seventh, we're in an octave. We're in universe, one verse. It's kind of like music we're playing music we're dancing we're gaming however you want to look at it okay and as we get deeper into the series here we cover the confederation and then we covered um ascension okay now we're on to reincarnation which is going to be a huge huge one because this one honestly i feel like is super important super important as well because really ascension and reincarnation are the two that honestly i feel like affect us the most right now so i'm excited to get into today's episode with you and so we're going to start with one of the most profound questions that was asked in the law of one when it comes to incarnation and how it works on a grand scale okay so as we dive into this one the first question is going to be long so i need you to really open up open up and receive this energy and I truly feel as though the more I get into the law of one here, right? And you, you know, you can get a hard copy, or you can read online as however you are listening or taking in this information, I really feel like it raises you up. It brings you to a higher level of consciousness. Okay. Just by taking in the information, because I truly believe that it is based in love. Okay. So let's get into the first, the first question and we'll go from there. And for those that don't know, real quick, before I get into this, I should preface this by saying that uh, what is reincarnation? For those that don't know, reincarnation is that we come into this body and we use the body as a controller to experience consciousness, which is everything. And as we do this, we learn lessons. And specifically, you'll see if I, I think I put it in here for these these slides, but the law of one tells us that the reason we are reincarnating is to learn the ways of love, to learn the lessons of love. And that is in service to others for most of us. But you know, you can go the service to self route, but eventually it all is one in the sixth density. And we've discussed that before and we'll keep discussing it because it's important to know that, you know, it just as though the dark side can only take you so far. And then you must take in the fullness of your own essence because you are everything right you are the mind 
that created everything. And some religious texts, some spiritual texts call that the Logos. And I haven't discussed the Logos yet, but I will do that in this, probably not in this episode, but in one soon, because the concept of the Logos, sub-Logos, and going on down is very imperative to understanding the Law of One as well. So if we hit the Logos, just think of it as a universal mind. All right. So anytime I use the word logos, I don't, I'm, there might be a quote in here that, that uses it, but as I use this word, think of it as a universal mind. And if I say sub logos, it's a galactic mind. Okay. Just to kind of get us started. All right. So yeah, let's get into the slides today and the questions and have some profound realizations about reality. Okay. So first question was in session 21. Question nine. Questioner. Now, when the 75,000 year cycle started, the lifespan was approximately 900 years. <laughs> Average. <laughs> what was the process of scheduling of mechanism, shall I say, of reincarnation at that time? And how did the time in between incarnations into third density physical apply to the growth of the mind-body-spirit complex? Ra, this query is more complex than most. We shall begin. Okay, so get ready. I, like I said, this is going to be a complex one. I don't usually start it with this complex of a one, but this explains the entirety of incarnation almost in one, one question. All right, so Ra, the incarnation pattern of the beginning third density mind-body-spirit complex begins in darkness or you may think or consider of your density as one of, as you may say, a sleep and a forgetting. This is the only plane of forgetting. It is necessary for the third density entity to forget so that the mechanisms of confusion or free will may operate upon the newly individuated consciousness complex. We're going to come back and break this down. But I'm going to read the whole thing first. Thus, the beginning entity is one in all innocence, oriented towards animalistic behavior, using other selves only as extensions of self for the preservation of the all-self. The entity becomes slowly aware that it has needs, shall we say, that are not animalistic. That is, that, they're, that they are useless for survival. These needs include the need for companionship, the need for laughter, the need for beauty, the need to know the universe about it, these are the beginning needs. As the incarnations begin to accumulate, further needs are discovered. The need to trade, the need to love, the need to be loved, the need to elevate animalistic behaviors to a more universal perspective. During the first portion of third density cycles, Incarnations are automatic and occur rapidly upon the cessation of energy complex of the physical vehicle. There's a small need to review or to heal the experiences of the incarnation. So a small need, just a small need. As what you would call the energy centers begin to be activated to a higher extent, more of the content of experience during incarnation deals with the lessons of love. Thus, the time, as you may understand it, 
between incarnations is lengthened to give us appropriate attention to the review and the healing of experiences of the previous incarnation. At some point in third density, the green ray energy center becomes activated. And at that point, incarnation ceases to be automatic. Okay, so there's so much, there's so much in there. It's so profound. It really is. So let's break that down. I could do a whole episode just on this, <laughs> on this one. All right, so let's see where we want to start. So the, this density is likened to a sleep or forgetting. That's something to just comp, just contemplate that, that when people say people are sleeping and they're awake, that's what the law of one is trying to say. That's what Ra is trying to tell us that you are forgetting, but as soon as you remember, you have it, you have it. So if you remember that you are divinity, you don't have to do anything to get it. You just remember it. Because there's a, there's a big difference between remembering and having to learn, right? You don't have to learn it. You just have to let go enough to see it, to realize it. Realization and forgetting, realization and remembering. Those two things are really paramount here. When you think about a spiritual awakening, okay? So it's necessary for the third density entity to forget so that the mechanisms of confusion or free will may operate upon the newly individuated consciousness complex. So in order for free will to happen, there has to be a forgetting. And that, that concept might be a little bit foreign to you. So think about it this way. If we're forgetting, then we have the free will to choose to not be loving. And in the spirit world, through all of the evidence of Dr. Michael Newton and Dolores Cannon and um, you know, going into the superconscious state of brainwaves, it's pretty apparent that the spirit world is all loving and it's completely harmonious. So when I say free will has to happen through a forgetting, it's almost as though we can't choose to be unloving in the spirit world so that when we come here, we have that opportunity. So when in this, in this question here, when it's answered by saying that it must forget so that the mechanisms of confusion or free will may operate upon the newly individu individuated consciousness complex, that's what it's saying. That free will happens in an environment when you can choose to not be loving. And that's hence, that's the earth right now. Thus, the beginning entity is one in all innocence oriented toward animalistic behaviors, using other selves only as extensions of self for the preservation of the all self. Okay, so this is service to self. If you think about it from a standpoint of the service to self negative entities, let's say, of our, our world currently, they don't even see other people as people, right? They just see them as tools to get what they want, tools for power, because that's what they want. It's all about power. It's all about having, having control in some way. And as we, we take this information in, it becomes pretty apparent that that's what, that's what they're saying. The same thing, that in the beginning, everyone's like that. And it's not until we have lessons of love we become more aware that there's more than just surviving that we start to evolve 
And the way that Ra puts that is the entity becomes slowly aware that it, its needs, shall we say, are not animalistic. That it, it that is that are useless for survival. These needs include the need for companionship, for laughter, for beauty, for to know the universe. These are the beginning needs. After you have survival, this is where you start. And as you incarnate more, then there's more needs, right? The need to trade, to love, to be loved, to elevate animalistic behaviors to a more universal perspective. So, you know, if you're here contemplating these these concepts, that means that you've had incarnations. And I'm not saying it doesn't have to be on Earth, right? It could be, you could be a wanderer from a different planet, but it's the same concept that, that if you are contemplating what, I, what I'm telling you and what Ra is telling you, are these like more advanced third density concepts, then that means you've probably had a lot of incarnations. So during the first portion of the third density cycle, incarnations are automatic and occur rapidly upon the cessation of energy complex of the physical vehicle. So you basically just automatically reincarnate after you go in because you can't even review because there's not even really anything to learn from the reviews. You just got to experience more. And the way that Rob puts that is there's a small need to review or to heal experiences of the incarnation. And as the energy centers begin to activate to a higher extent, more of the content of experience during incarnation deals with the lessons of love. And then at this time, incarnation is lengthened to give appropriate attention to the review and healing of experiences of the previous incarnation. So as you start to get more and more activated in your energy centers, your higher energy centers, then you have more times to review. You have more time to review. And then once the green ray center becomes activated in that point, at that point in incarnation, it's automatic. So it's not automatic anymore. I'm sorry. What I'm saying is that when your heart opens up and you begin to activate that green ray energy center, okay, then your incarnations aren't automatic anymore. That you you start to have a choice and when you reincar reincarnate. And um it's not like you don't have a choice. You always have a choice to reincarnate, but you have more time in between. Because you didn't really need the time before, because you were just experiencing, experiencing. So the next question goes right in with this. When incarnation ceases to become automatic, I am assuming that the entity can decide when he needs to reincarnate for the benefit of his own learning. Does he also select his parents? Ah, this is correct. Okay, this is exactly, this is pretty much exactly what Dr. Michael Newton said in his book, Journey of Souls. And I mentioned that book a lot, and I think it's definitely worth a read about you selecting your parents. Your parents are your catalyst. Your parents are your catalyst. And we covered Dr. Michael Newton's work in one of the first episodes of Universe Again. So it's right here on YouTube, you know, or it is on probably wherever you're watching from, right? So as we begin to see this picture of reincarnation, it becomes clear that this is a process of coming into the game getting into the game, seeing the game, playing the game, then leaving the game. And it's kind of like, think about it this way. You're just learning the ropes of the game. So you just kind of got to play it. If you're, if you're playing 
let's say just any video game a lot of the times like if you're playing let's keep it really simple you're playing mario kart okay and you're just starting you're not really gonna want to review it necessarily i mean if you're a tryhard probably <laughs> but in the most part you're not gonna want to uh you're just gonna want to play right? you're just gonna want to play and get better because you know that you're not that good and to me when we talk about reincarnation it's kind of the same concept that you know you're just trying out the human body you're figuring out how it works and as you do this and as you get further along you're going to start playing competitive <laughs> and essentially that's what this is right you go from just playing pve just trying to survive player versus everything to a player versus player environment where you just start to go against other people but then you know some people in certain video games might you know we're not it doesn't have to be like uh mario kart anymore it can be like a more modern game and you know mario kart is still modern but <laughs> what i'm getting at here is that some some people some beings even in video games there's healers right and to me that might be kind of what the role if we if we think about it from a game perspective that's what the role of the, the service to other being is so you can think about pretty much any game where you're playing and there's it's more of a metaphysical type game you're going to have some sort of healer most of the time or a way to heal and it's as though when we find this this healing aspect a lot of us have realized that that's what we want to do we want to heal the world and then we realize that we don't even need to fight each other that it actually becomes tedious after a while and that's why you see a lot of people that play video games get burnt out after a while because it becomes you know, you can only activate your certain energy centers so much before it it doesn't provide even a sense of relief anymore. It's more of a tedious task to try and be the best. And that's when you switch. That's when you switch polarizations. You go from you go from service to self to service to others. You stop fighting everyone and competing with everyone, and you're just welcoming and healing others because you just want to help. Right? You just want to help. Instead of you, instead of wanting to win, you want to help. Boom. That's a big difference between the two. All right. I'm really thirsty today. Mm -mm. All right. Continuing. Session 21, question 11. At this time in our cycle, near the end, what percentage of entities approximately incarnating are making their own choices? Ooh, good question. Ra, the approximate percentage is 5454%. Only 54% in 1981. Okay. Only 54% of people were making their own choices. Okay. And what does that mean? That means 54% activated their green race center so they were making their choice as to reincarnation stuff. Okay, and I really, I really feel as though if you really try hard, you could distort this into saying, well, I just have to keep going in and it's bad. That's not what I'm saying. That, I'm, I promise you, this is a process in which we're learning to be loving in a free will environment. And we're learning that we can transcend even hate with these higher frequencies. And, you know, it, all this incarnation stuff, it's not about necessarily just incarnating in order to win something. I mean, 
the way that you win is you love. I mean, if you want to think about it like that, to me, winning is almost if somebody cuts you off on the road and then you're loving to them, that's a that's a W, right? That's a win. And so we almost have to recontextualize it because our ego tries to tell us that winning is we got to cut them off again or we got to get revenge and we're even eye for an eye, right? That's exactly what ego wants you to think that the mind, the body wants you to think. So as we progress, activating our heart rate is that win. You know, we don't have to solve all of our problems in this life. That's one thing to realize. We don't have to. I mean, on one perspective, we can say that. I don't even want to go there. <laughs> on one perspective, on another perspective, let's say that problems arise and we solve them through loving them. But we don't have to, like, be perfect. That's what I mean when I'm saying we don't have to solve all our problems. I'm, what I mean is perfection is not it because it's not 100% service to others that we need to attain. It's not even 95, it's not 90, it's not 70, it's not 60, it's not even 51, it's 50, I mean, 50 or more, 50 or more. And that's it, that's it. So session 17, question 41. At this time, near the end of the cycle, how many incarnations into the physical allocated, shall I say, on this planet in our own blank? Did I miswrite that out? Let me let me read that again. At this time, near the end of the cycle, how are reincarnations into this physical allocated, shall I say, on this planet? Okay. So how are reincarnations figured out? Ra. Entities wishing to obtain critically needed experience in order to become harvestable are incarnated with priority over those who will, without too much probable slash possible doubt, need to re-experience this density. So what does that mean? That means there's a fast track to the front of the line to the to the to certain bodies. If you are if you're like ready to graduate and you've shown so much promise in your past lives, you're probably gonna get the body over others. You see, because there's a limited amount of bodies due to how many children are being born, right? Well, not even children, but but how many bodies are coming into the world and how many that's how many souls can come into the world. Okay, so as this happens, this process, it's kind of like there's a little bit of an order here that if a fifth density wanderer wants to come into a body, but then there's a third density that is like 50-50, they're not really choosing anything, right? Or not even 50-50, maybe it's like 25% service to others and 75% service self, but they're trying to get back to service to others. Then the one, the fifth density wander is probably going to be, you know, picked over over that. And I don't even know if wanderers get picked over third density because do they need to graduate? And what's more important? That brings up a whole another set of questions. What's more important, the wanderer helping, or the person graduating, or the the soul rather? So what I'm saying is that the beings who have polarized more in previous lives are going to get the bodies without too much probable possible doubt, according to Ra. So session 82, we're jumping to later in the sessions, okay? This might be the, the latest session we've done so far in the series. Questioner, we have presently an active activity between physical incarnations called healing and review of the incarnation. 
was anything of this nature occurring prior to the veil between physical incarnations? Ra. The inchoate, yeah, inchoate structure of this process. I don't even, I didn't look up that word. I probably should have. I don't even know what that means. That's one of the first words I've seen in a long time. I just don't, if you know what it means, put the definition in the comments once the live ends so people can see it. All right. And by the way, if, you, if you're enjoying this, if you're getting some value from this, make sure you're subscribed. If you're, if you're watching and you're really getting something, I would appreciate that so much. That way, YouTube knows that you're liking it. And also, you get the notifications that we're live when we're live, right? And you won't miss the lives. Boom. All right. And just hit the like. Why not hit the like? If you're liking it, if you like the video, if you like the live, hit the like. Okay. Anyways, let's get back into it. So the inchoate structure of this process was always in place, but where there has been no harm, there need be no healing. This too may be seen to have been of concern to Logoi, or Logai, which were able which were aware that without the need to understand, understanding would forever be left undone. This is important. I'm going to read that again because I messed up the word. And again, this is very tough to read. I'm doing my best here. But really hear this. This too may be seen to have been of concern to Logoi. Logoi. The Logos. The different, logo, the different Logoses. The different galaxies. Let's just say galaxies this point okay which were the galaxies which were aware that without the need to understand understanding would forever left undone understanding would be forever left undone that's really profound like let's just let's just think about that for a second like let's really contemplate that that with with this concept we're learning and we're trying to understand and without us on trying to understand our own nature it wouldn't happen and so maybe some of the some of the catalysts in our life are pushing us to understand because you as the galactic mind are trying to understand your own nature you're trying to understand your own nature even more wow Wow. Okay. We ask your forgiveness for the use of this mis misnomer. But your language has a paucity of sound vibration complexes for this general concept. Okay. So I think this is the next question in session 82. Question 25. Questioner. I don't grasp too well the condition of incarnation and time between incarnation prior to the veil in that I do not understand what was the difference other than the manifestation of the third density yellow ray body. Was there any mental difference upon what we call death? Was there any, I don't see the necessity for what we would call a review of incarnation if the consciousness was uninterrupted. Could you clear that point for me? Ra. No portion of the creator audits the course, to use your experiential terms. Each incarnation is intended to be a course in the creator knowing itself. A review, or shall we say, to continue the metaphor, 
each test is an integral portion of the process of the creator knowing itself. Each incarnation will end with such a test. This is so that the portion of the creator may assimilate the experiences in yellow ray, physical third density, may evaluate the biases gained, and then may choose either by means of automatically provided aid or by the self, the conditions of the next harvest. Okay, so there's no, there's no portion of the creator that audits the course. Okay, so there, each time that you incarnate, it's a course in you knowing your own nature because your own nature can be expressed in so many different ways. And of course, if we look at non-duality teachings, such as uh, Paramahansa Yogananda or, um, you know, Muji or Adi Ashanti, some of these deep I am awareness teachings, what they're getting at is that your, your own true nature is that I am awareness. And what this is saying here is that this right now is a course in you knowing yourself because even those, sometimes I feel as though when you're talking about non-duality, they're denying the human nature of the creator. That the creator is, is in itself also human in a sense because it is portraying itself in a human body. It's expressing itself in a human body. But that doesn't mean that the human body isn't part of that creator. So when we are in this course we're calling life or the game of life, we are learning more about that creator and we're learning how to know ourselves better. Because this right now, what you're doing is, is how you express yourself as oneness, in a sense. All right, so each test is an integral portion of the process of the creator knowing itself, each incarnation will end with such a test. So this is so that the portion of the creator may assimilate the experiences in yellow ray, physical third density, may evaluate biases gained, and then may choose either by means of automatically provided aid or by the self. So it's as though there becomes a point in which it's so crazy because the, um, you know, the Dr. Michael Newton work and Dolores Cannons talk so much about this, that you're getting aid, you're getting help until you reach a, a level of, of incarnation mastery, let's say. And in this level of incarnation mastery, you don't need anybody to help you decide. You make that decision or you can obviously have others around, but until you're ready to make those decisions on your own, which will be apparent in the spirit world, you're going to have help doing that. And so this is a profound connection between Dolores Cannon and Dr. Michael Noon and the law of one. It's saying the same exact thing, that there's a council, there's spirit guides, there's beings that are there to assist you, and you are not alone. You are not alone. You are, again, live streaming. You are live streaming right now with everything that you're doing. So make it a good one. Make it a good stream today. <laughs> All right. And I think that was the last slide. Yeah, that actually was the last slide. All right, brilliant. So that's going to do it for today's episode. 
Thank you all for being here live. And if you're watching the replay, I thank you as well for listening. And I do, I do truly, I truly, truly hope and have faith that as we contemplate these, these topics in the law of one, it gives us a sense of peace, knowing that all I have to do is be loving. All I have to do is be loving to myself and others. And I don't need to control the world. Now, the world's going to do what it wants. It really is. And all you can do is just learn the ways and habits that you'd like, figure them out, become aware of them, not really learn, but become aware of the habits that you are currently in your daily life. You're like, eh, I don't know. Are these really helping me? And then we start to see, well, maybe I want to be like this. I want to do this more to be in service to others. And honestly, because I want to en enjoy more of my life, for example, you know, if you are spending a lot of time on social media and you want to get out in nature more, but you know, you're just, oh, it's so hard to get away from the phone. Sometimes I get it. It is. Or, you know, whether it's you're eating food too much and you're doing these other things. Remember that it's just your body giving you an opinion when these come up and that opinion might be really strong. That neural pathway might be really wove in. Okay. Eventually we're going to get to brain stuff here on university again, and we're going to show you through all of the, the way that the programming of the brain works, it's very apparent that this thing is some sort of controller. Okay. <laughs> so remember your brain is just programmed to be a certain way. And as you realize this, then you can start to take back control by just choosing to become aware of the body's opinion and then deciding, you know what, maybe I'm going to go in this direction. I'm just going to bring in these new habits and I'm going to rewire them in because unfortunately these habits got wired in somehow from the past, but there's nothing wrong with that. So maybe not, unfortunately it, you learned, but now you're just, you want to be different and that's okay. And that's beautiful. And that is consciousness evolving. That is you evolving. And as this process comes up, just be aware and understand that these, these thought patterns that keep coming up, these habits are not you. They're just a part of the human experience that pretty much everybody goes through in a lot of ways. And as we go through this as humans, you can have compassion for each other. When we're dealing with lower levels of consciousness, we can have compassion for ourselves and let go of these habits and these things that are no longer serving us. These energies really is what they are. And we focus in on that which is serving us. And as you do this day by day, remember if you get 1% better a day, in a hundred days, you'll be a hundred percent better. Okay. Keep that, keep that up in the mind, keep that up in the soul. Let that sink in. You don't have to change all at once. It doesn't have to be this process of I'm a guru now <laughs> overnight. I have to do everything perfect. No, right. At least that's not what has worked for me. It, it, for me, it has been a process of deciding this is what I want to do. And of course, I'm not saying I'm a guru. I'm just, that was a ridiculous example. But what I'm saying is that I want to change, I'm going to start to make that a, a process of the, of a 1% change each day, or, you know, if I'm feeling good, maybe it's more, this is not a number, right? It's just, you start to change because you know that it's a calling, start to listen to that calling, start to prioritize your own opinions of yourself and you change those and you listen to those over what others say, but you still set boundaries because to me, we can still have preferences. Service to others does not necessarily mean that you don't have preferences or you don't get to choose what you experience because 
Some things you might be doing might be serving others, but it might be burning you out. That doesn't mean, you know, that you can't decide to experience different things and that you don't want to experience this thing that's not serving you anymore. You know, if you don't, then set that boundary. That's loving. That's loving to you. And it's loving to the world because once you are in a place of love and your heart center is open, that's going to serve the world in a great and profound way. All right. So this has been Universe Game. I will be back for tomorrow's episode and I will see you then. I'm, I haven't picked a topic yet. I'm going to do the slides tonight and tomorrow morning and um, I should be live 4 p.m. Central as always. Thank you for watching. Thanks. Thank you for listening. I will see you on the next episode.